Good morning, Central. Good morning, those who are joining us online. Uh, Happy New Year to you all. Uh, there wasn't a lot of shout of the Happy New Year last night. Someone said because it was raining, so there was not too much of the breaking of drums and what what in the streets. But we, for some, we were able to just join to pray a little bit. And people were in different places. So we thank God that we could meet today, the first Sunday of the year being the first day of the year. Uh, praise the Lord. And welcome to those who are joining us uh, uh, from around uh, the world. Uh, yeah, we have Sister Nan and uh, Sister Roca. Are there any who entered, who joined us later? Maybe not. So let's come to the word of God today. Thank you, music team, for leading us in those songs of praise. I know that uh, a lot of your team members are away. And uh, thank you for putting uh, so much to prepare for us who are still sleeping uh, because we wanted to catch up after waiting for the year. Father, we thank you, we pray and commit our time to you now, even as we reflect upon your word. Your word is so rich, but you are so rich. You are so faithful, even as we were singing all my life, you have been faithful. And then your goodness is running after me, is pursuing me, is following me all the days of my life. We are here today as evidence that your goodness has been pursuing us. And so we rejoice in just coming together to hear you speak, but also to partake on the Lord's table as we commemorate our fellowship with you, and our fellowship with one another. Please, Lord, would you help and enable the proclamation of your word to be relevant to us, especially at the beginning of this year. In Jesus' name, amen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, verse 13 of Philippians chapter 4, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, I believe I am one of the millions of people around the world, the millions of Christians around the world, who regularly recite this particular scripture. This verse is like an old friend in a way. How can you not love this uplifting, soul-steering, uh, take-on-the-world promise as it were? But knowing a verse so well may mean that it no longer amazes or challenges us as much. But we also have two problems with that verse of scripture. 
What are the two problems? Paul seems to be too confident. He says, I can. Did you notice that? He is too, too confident. I can. And then the promise seems to be too broad. I can do all things. That's a problem, isn't it? We know what this verse says. But can we believe it? When hard times have come and we say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Did you notice that in the NIV, it says I can do everything through him who gives me strength. The living Bible says I can do everything God asks me to with the help of Christ who gives me strength and power. The J.B. Phillips says, I am ready for anything through the strength of the one who lives within me. The 20th century New Testament says, nothing is beyond my power in the strength of him who makes me strong. Remember, I made these two statements. There are two problems I have with this particular verse. And sometimes people have actually quoted that scripture wrongly because of the two problems. Paul appears to be too confident. And the things that Paul speaks about are too broad. I can do all things. But what was the context? Paul was facing some of the worst trials of his life when he wrote these words, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Namely, he had gone with the starvation, he had gone with plenty, he had also gone with other deprivations, including the threat to his life. Despite the threat of pain and death, Paul realized that God gives him strength to do what he calls for. I like that. The strength of Christ, in other words, reaches right down into our turmoil and pain. It is here that we truly do all things. I just want you to realize that I can do all things is given in the context of someone who is going through difficulties, who is going through deprivations, who is going through the threat of death. But then he says these words, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is not scriptural to promise that 2023 will not have challenges. It is also not scriptural to think that 2023 will only be trouble and difficulties. 2023 will be full of all things. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> But you can go through all things through Christ who strengthens. It will be having difficulties. It will have pains. It will have struggles. It will have joys. You will see graduations. You will see young children getting married. You will see breakthroughs and getting jobs. You will also see some summarily some being dismissed from work, you will see bereavement. And Paul says, I can do all things. What, what does that mean? 
you can really do all things if the great if has to be given there. It is possible for us to do all things, one, if you want to go through all things. That means there must be personal desire. You can do all things if God wants you to. That speaks of divine direction. You can do all things through Christ if you rely on him. That is divine enablement. But finally, yes, you can do all things through Christ if you start today and not turn back. And that speaks of personal choice. Wow. I just spoke of those four things. But notice that the first one is personal. The next two are divine. And the last one is personal. As if the first and the last relates to you. The middle part relates to the divine. Well, the verse begins with, I can do all things. And it ends with Christ who strengthens me. So that is why I said the first and the last is personal. But in the middle there, we see Jesus Christ. By putting Jesus Christ in the middle, that means Jesus has to be at the center of it all. And you on the peripherals. The key is in the four words, through Christ, I can, through Christ. Those four words, I can, through Christ. You see, you can do everything God wants you to do. You can fulfill his will in your life. You can obey every command and endure every trial and overcome every temptation. You can do everything God wants you to do through Christ Jesus. Mm. So let's reflect on the three issues that tends to happen in life. The first is trials. Trials. In trials, you can do all things. You see, when we think of victory, we often envision champions with trophies and medals. The soccer tournament was just celebrating these big achievers. We think of spotlights and TV coverage and firm. We think of parades and celebrations. But true victory often happens far away from the crowds. What you see with the crowds is what has been happening far away. In Christ, we will certainly see joyful times just as anyone does. But what truly distinguishes us as followers of Jesus is that we can find victory in the most difficult trials. So what Paul is saying, I will find victory in the most difficult trials that might come. You see, James knew that type of struggle very well, and yet he was able to honestly say what we read in our call to worship. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, 
Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You see, Christ Jesus gives us the strength not only to endure the tough times, but also to grow through the tough times. That is why you must want, God must be in it. He must enable you and then you must commit to doing it. He wants to grow us even through difficulties that might come. He, he even equips us with the armor of God so that we can defend the enemy. And of course, the armor of God is given in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. The other area is in contentment. As humans, we have a constant struggle. I don't know about you, but I have a constant struggle to be content. Ah, even with food, you've got to tell yourself, eh, enough. But otherwise, you just want to tell. It's called contentment. Have you ever noticed what people do if they have never learned how to I'm just confessing because way early on in my life, you know, you never grow up going, I never grew up going to buffets like we take our children these days. So now you are taken to a buffet and you see all food is lined up here. What you have just grown up using to is what mom has given you. Now you come to a buffet. Hey, yeah, yeah. you fill your plate with all kinds of things, even cold meats. By the time you get there, you are even laughing at yourself. What am I doing in this place? But what is that speaking to? We got a constant struggle with contentment. We want this, we want this, we want this, we want this. We want this shirt, we don't want it. We, want, we got this shirt, now this one is not longer appealing. It is the constant struggle we have. We do not just want vehicles for getting from one destination to the other. We buy vehicles. No, I don't like this one. This one does not look too nice. It's a constant struggle with contentment. To make it worse, disappointments, setbacks, delays keep hammering away at us. And we are disappointed. Apart from Christ, we would quickly trip and stumble and, and, and even stumble on our way and perhaps enter into bitterness and a feeling of entitlement. After all, this world tells us that we deserve to be happy, isn't it? And it's easy to buy into that mindset. I deserve to be happy. But in Christ, we move our eyes away from the things we don't have. In Christ Jesus, we must learn to move our eyes away from the things that we do not have. To move our eyes away from the frustrations that surround us and put them where they need to be. Paul's words from the prison show this spiritual truth in action. In verse 12 of Philippians 
chapter 4, before you come to verse 13, I know what, is, what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. How can we have this type of contentment? Well, we turn our attention from what we think we need to the only thing that truly matters. Let us turn our attention away from what we think we need to the only thing that matters. You know what it is? Matthew chapter 6 verse 32 reminds us. For the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. How do you turn away from the many things that you just think you need? You need to know that your heavenly father knows that you need them. How do you turn to the only important thing but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you as well. This is why Paul could say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can defeat discontentment and be content. How? I turn my eyes away from the things I don't have and focus on the one I know I have forever, even into eternity. 1 Timothy 6, verse 6 and 7, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of the world. You see, Jesus gives us the strength to see beyond our present circumstances and to trust in him to provide everything that we truly need. And then the last area is in his victory. Our greatest victory, however, is not really our victory at all. We can face any situation and be content, no matter what happens because of this one important fact, Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, he died in our place and came back to life as a true conqueror. And he accomplished, his accomplishment gets us all the credits to the, our account. You see, we didn't earn a single bit of it, but we are guaranteed so much in Christ Jesus. In fact, the three things that we are guaranteed is peace. John 16, verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We are also promised life. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He put to death in the body, but he was made alive by the Spirit, 1 Peter 3.18. God guarantees and promises us a fresh start, 
At the beginning of the year, you can make a fresh start. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. Behold. I'm sure we needed to hear this and uh, the bus wanted to take it away. Behold, the old has gone and the new has come. He won the victory. We get to share the price. Now that's how we can truly do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But please take note that Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 is more than positive thinking. You've got to have Jesus Christ on the inside. Beginning with I and ending with me and Christ inside. As believers, we also suffer headaches. We also suffer disappointments, just like anyone else in the world. We endure suffering, sadness, opposition. We have people break into our houses and disturb our peace and even take our belongings. We weep because we live in a fallen world. All that happens to anyone in the world, we suffer too. Only Jesus within us makes the difference. If God is in it, you can do it. That brings it all together, isn't it? What do you mean? If God is in your difficulty, you can face that difficulty. If God will be in your failure, you can overcome that failure. If God is in your dreams, your dreams will come to pass. If God is in your goals, you can achieve every single one of those goals. Yes, if God is in your prayers, he will answer them. You can do all things if you rely on Jesus Christ. Not in your own strength, not in your own wisdom, and not in your own ability to do and work out things. I would like to, to still end on this note. Uh, my assumption was that Sunday school would not have gone, so I wanted to end on telling a, a child children's story. Uh, that might be known, that might not be known. But I'll still end on that note. Please, will you all put on boots of being children? You are children now. Thank you very much. Welcome on board. Story of the children called the little engine that could. The little engine that could. The boys and the girls in the town on the other side of a big mountain were waiting for the train to bring them their toys. The train was filled with teddy bears, dolls, stuffed animals, tops and jackknives, you name them. There were baskets filled with food and candy, red checked apples, big golden oranges, you name the ice cream. For breakfast, you talk about the peppermint drops and lollipops for the dessert. It was just an expectation for these children as they waited. But to get to the town, you had to go 
up, 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 up the mountain, and then down, 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 down the other side. Not easy to do that, huh? When the train with the toys came to the last stop before the mountain, the engine broke. What do we do? The engine went all around looking for another engine to carry the train with the toys over the mountain to the boys and girls on the other side of the mountain. He went to the roundhouse and talked to several engines, but no one was willing and interested. One big shiny engine said he only carried passenger trains. That's a problem. The diesel locomotive said uh, he didn't want to bother uh, with the load of toys. He carries heavy loads. One by one, all the big engines said no. Then from a corner came a small voice. I'll do it. It was a little blue switch engine. I'll carry the train with the toys over the mountain to the boys and the girls on the other side. But you are too small. Well, I am willing to give it a try. So they hooked the little engine up to the train with the toys. That's where the drama began. The little engine began to gather steam for its climb up the mountain. Puff, puff, chuck, chuck, puff, puff, chuck, chuck. As it gathered the speed, the little engine that could began to say to itself, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Each time the little engine was doing, I think I can, up the mountain it went. I think I can, I think I can. At last, straining with every ounce of energy, the train cleared the crest and started down the other side. Seeing the train in the distance, the children began to cheer and wave, danced with delight. Down the mountain came the train, chuck, chuck, chuck. The little engine sang to itself now, I thought I could, I thought I could, I thought I could. And the boys were very happy. Most of you seated here today, are like on the other side of the mountain. You may face a marital crisis or a financial difficulty or a career difficulty. Perhaps even the doctor has given you the bad news. Your career may be in trouble. Your children may be wandering from the Lord. You may even face many impossible tasks. The mountain in front of you seems too high that you are tempted to give up without even trying. Why bother? Why even make a resolution? I hear people say. Here is the lesson from Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. If you hook up with Jesus Christ, you can climb that mountain. When you come to the end of this year, you will say, I thought I could. I thought I could. Right now, it's only 
I think I can. But remember, through Jesus Christ, you can. Think about it. The story of the little engine that could is charming, but it is not entirely biblical. Why? There are two important differences between uh, the story and even Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. First, the little engine said, I think I can. Paul was saying, I know I can. Second, the little engine relied on its own power to get over the mountain. But we have available as our resources an infinite God. That is the difference between I think and I know. Jesus will give you everything you need to do everything he calls you to do. So he is not calling you to do an impossible task. He's calling you to do everything that he is willing to help you through. But you've got to be willing. You've got to start now and never turn back. Lord Jesus, thank you for the promise that we can do all things through you as you give us strength. You were willing to come down and die on the cross. What the angels and all other celestial beings thought was an impossible task. But you redeemed mankind. And now as you have commissioned us on this great assignment. Ah. It is looking impossible. But through you. We can. We do not think. We know. So help us. We also ask for your blessing upon our lives right now as we partake of your table. The fellowship that you bring us to to enjoy the benefits of our salvation. To also appropriate the ministry that you have given us towards the world, towards one another in the church family. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.